One of the things that stops small business owners from creating marketing content consistently is this feeling of being uninspired, of having no idea what to say in the first place. If you can relate to this, you are in good company. So many of us struggle with knowing what our marketing content should actually be about. But I am here to help. I have come up with 100 prompts that you can use to guide your marketing from your social media posts to your emails to your longer form content. I guarantee that these prompts will get you inspired and that you'll have more ideas than you even know what to do with. You can download this list of 100 marketing prompts for free at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 100 prompts. That's makinggoodpodcast.com slash 100-P-R-O-M-P-T-S. Welcome back to Making Good, the podcast for small businesses who want to make a big impact. I'm your host, Lauren Tilden, and this is episode 107. When we think about marketing our businesses on Facebook, we often focus on things like Facebook business pages and Facebook ads. But today we're exploring a whole different marketing opportunity on Facebook, and that is Facebook groups. In this episode, we're joined by business coach and strategist Jessica Irwin for a conversation all around Facebook groups. But before we get into the episode, I just wanted to plant a bug in your ear that in a few weeks, the doors to making good happen, my membership program will be reopening. If you're looking to make a smart marketing plan and have the accountability to actually follow through on the plan, we would love to have you inside of making good happen. Be the first to hear about it by joining the waitlist at makinggoodpodcast.com slash waitlist. Okay, so let's get into today's episode. Jessica Irwin is a purpose-led business mentor and strategist, helping small business owners leverage their passion and skills to build a profitable, sustainable business. She has owned and run multiple businesses and has 15 plus years of experience as a multi-business owner with extensive knowledge in both online and brick and mortar. Today's episode is all about Facebook groups and specifically how we can use Facebook groups to grow our businesses. In this episode, we discussed what kind of businesses are good fits to run Facebook groups, how to create a strategy for your Facebook group, how to create a Facebook group that is exciting to your audience and feels like a destination that they want to go to, the power of collaborations, how to build community and grow your business in Facebook groups that you're a member of, but not necessarily the leader of, how to optimize your bio and your profile on Facebook and why this is relevant to Facebook groups and much more. One more thing, this episode was recorded before Making Good Book Club came out, so you'll hear me talking about how that's coming soon. Well, it is here. So if you're interested in making good book club, check out episodes 92, 101, and 105 for the first three making good book club episodes. If you've ever considered using Facebook groups in your marketing, but aren't sure where to start, this episode is for you. Here's our conversation. Well, Jessica, welcome to making good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here today. I am so excited to have you. This is a topic that I, we were just chatting before we hit record that I think I'm going to be able to ask really good questions for, because it's something that these questions I'm asking are questions I genuinely have as someone who has a Facebook group and doesn't really know how to run a Facebook group. (laughs) So um, I'm really excited to dig into your expertise on how to grow your business through Facebook groups, either yours or by participating in others. Before we dig in to that juicy conversation. I would love for you to introduce yourself a little bit in your business journey and maybe just touch on a little bit like 
how you came to know about and use Facebook groups and um, kind of what your experience is there. Sure. Well, again, I'm Jessica Irwin. Um, I am a serial entrepreneur, a turned business coach and strategist. I love, 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 love helping women leverage their skills and their talents and their passions into profitable businesses. Um, my core coaching program centers around the idea of being purpose-led, um, being full of passion, but also profitable. And I believe and I know that uh, one method for hitting all of those values is through building and participating in Facebook groups. Um, recently, well, recently, about six years ago, I started an online clothing boutique and um, a, a big center of sales for me was through a Facebook group. And I started um, with, with nothing and um, built it into a, a very successful place. And through that, ended up opening many other groups, um, leveraging all sorts of different things that I was doing into building communities. And I have found over the years that some people do this really well. But many people with the best of intentions end up so frustrated um, and they spend their time and they're like, I'm putting everything out there, but nothing is, is really coming from it. And so as I sat there working with a client one day on building her business, um, I asked the question, I said, well, tell me what, what skill do you have? What do you know? Like so well that you don't even realize that you know it anymore. Like what, what is that talent that's in there that like you don't even pay attention to anymore? And as she was talking to me, it dawned on me that um, Facebook groups was actually not something that I was teaching. It was just something that I knew and that I utilized and that I leveraged well for myself. And so that like that started my journey and, and really wanting to help um, share that with others in whatever capacity they wanted to uh, use it in and to be able to help my my regular day to day clients um, build their business through it. So, yeah, here I am. Yay. I'm super excited. Um, I think this is a topic that doesn't get a lot of airtime when we, when we dig into different marketing topics, you know, it's like talking about what platform, like, should I post on Instagram or TikTok or Facebook or LinkedIn? But even when we talk about Facebook, I find that most of the conversation is usually around like, should I post on my Facebook page? Is our Facebook pages dead? Like, how do we, how do we use our Facebook pages versus Facebook groups, which um, I've heard from many people can be a super, super powerful business generator. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm thrilled to dig into this and I'm thrilled that you have a product coming up or a course coming up about Facebook groups, because again, I don't think there's enough kind of content around this topic. Well, you're right. And I think that a lot of people, everybody in general in business knows that Facebook ads are such a, um, a lucrative place to be kind of scary though, right? That's a lot of money. Um, so again, we, we center our thoughts on Facebook on, on a page or on, um, wanting to not turn away our, our friends, um, and make them, you know, think that that's all we post about. Um, or again, how we can, how we can get ads, but Facebook groups are free. You know, they're free mm -hmm. and they can be great. So, yeah, I mean, when we think about marketing, like one of the core principles is like get in front of your ideal customer and Facebook groups are because the way that they are set up is like it's a group of people interested in the same thing. So if you go and find 
a group of people whose interest is around what you sell. I mean, that's, that is your target audience. So I think, yeah, that's, it's powerful. So let's dig in with who is the right fit to own, own their own or run their own Facebook group is, is every business owner, the right fit. You know, we've talked about the fact that a lot of my listeners, I do have service-based business owners who listen, but I would say two thirds ish are product-based businesses. So a candle maker or a jeweler is running their own Facebook group, a right fit for them. Who, how do you define who this would be a good fit for? Well, I definitely think that anybody can be successful with it. Um, Some are a more natural or easier fit. So you definitely can do it. Um, With that said, I think that something that is often missed or um, maybe glanced over is really the, the purpose in creating the Facebook group to begin with. So using, let's see, using your example of a candle maker, right? Let's, let's use that. And I actually, I'm thinking back to a picture that you posted um, months and months back of a candle, a candle maker that you were bringing into your store and it was molded in women's bodies. Does that sound familiar? Yeah. Soul candles. Shout out yes. to Holly. We'll link that in the show notes. Yes. I remember seeing that. So, so here's an example of a company that, um, I would venture to say without reading anything about that company, that they're either very big into female empowerment, um, or perhaps, uh, body positivity, right? Something along those lines. So if their goal is to sell candles, you can't just open up a group and post pictures of your candles every day and sell candles, (laughs) right? Like that doesn't work. That is a store, right? Or that is, um, I, there's really no place to do that other than your like website where you sell things or uh, whatever company you might use um, to sell and market your business. If you are creating a group around a product, you're going to want to know what your, um, what your ideal customer, something around your product that they can rally around or that is important to them or your purpose behind it. So if my business were about female empowerment or body positivity, I want to make sure that the conversations that I'm having in my group center around those things. And I just happen to sell a product that also goes along with that. Um, You've got to have the energy and the content to be able to build conversations around a product without selling a product in order to have a lasting successful group. Uh, Mm -hmm. it's, It's just, it's not enough, right. To just to take pretty pictures and put it up, not for a group because a group is a community, right? You're, you're gathering people together. You're starting conversations. You're adding to people's lives and just selling a product does not a community make. So I would think about that. I would think about what I, what my ideal customer cared about, what they wanted um, to get out of life or a specific problem or um, something like that. Some, some rallying point and ask myself, do I have the energy to sustain a group around that? And then I go from there. Mm -hmm. 
So good. And you talked about energy, which I think leads me to my next question. Um, Running a Facebook group is a lot of work, especially in the beginning. This is something you and I have talked about because to kind of get it up and going, um, the leader of the group or the leaders have to really be super, super involved and engaged and kind of prompting the conversations until the group takes on a life of its own. Um, what, yeah. So what is this energy? Like, what are we doing? What is it? What does it look like to run a Facebook group effectively? Well, I think it all starts from day like negative five. So before you ever go live, (laughs) you need to have a plan in place. You need to have some sort of content schedule. I mean, there's so many things that overlap with Facebook and Instagram and and every other kind of social platform, right? Um, You need to have a plan of how often you're going to post and what types of content you're going to post. um, And then really set your content calendar, you know, as far in advance as you can. definitely a 30 day. Uh, I think if I go beneath 30 day, I end up day of not having something to post, right? If I'm not that far in advance, um, that doesn't mean that I don't post random things sometimes, but certain like core postings, you can, you can have, you can have ready uh, far in advance. The key to a successful group, in my opinion, um, is that, uh, a group, the, the algorithm, the, the, the Facebook gods, right? <laughs> they want, um, not a lecture hall, um, but a round table discussion, right? They don't mm-hmm. want Jessica to be in a group and everybody listen to Jessica talk. And today I'm going to talk about this class and tomorrow I'm going to talk about that. What they want is different people and different ideas and different places, all having a conversation together. That is the goal in a Facebook group is for it not all to be about Lauren or Jessica, but to be about the members that are there. Um, fostering that can be tricky, but I think that um, if you employ like a little uh, ninja skills, <laughs> you can you can make it happen. What you do is you find somebody or somebody's to help you. Um, you you place people to help teach your audience, to help teach your members, um, what kind of behaviors you want them to do. Um, and then, and then you are patient and, um, you keep pushing towards those behaviors. And as long as you get your actual ideal audience into your group, they'll follow and they'll, they'll figure it out and they'll start doing what you want them to do. If you have the right people in the group and you're teaching them what it is that you want them to do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, for, for probably most people, engagement is a topic that is a tough challenge, no matter what platform we're talking about. Um, I think I've personally been in a lot of Facebook groups where you join and you're excited and then you don't see anything happen in the group and there's like no recent posts or a conversation. So how do we, how do we create a Facebook group environment that is like, Somewhere people are excited to be and participate and engage like on a daily basis. Well, I think definitely, again, it goes back to making sure that the purpose of the group and what it is that you want is set um, and that you have a content plan that you know what it is that you're going to put out there. So even on those days that you don't have energy or you're not feeling well or you're just like, oh, I'm over it today, um, that you still have something um, to post and to do. Um, but you just have to 
recognize, acknowledge, and seek after collaboration. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of partnering with people, um, of leveraging friendships, um, and like-minded businesses or complementary services and how we can help each other. Um, if I have you guest post in my group, um, on the regular, uh, Facebook would, uh, their algorithm would understand that, okay, well, people are talking, not just Jessica, right? People are doing that. Therefore, more things would show into the feed, you know, for people. Um, it would also help people in your group see that other people are posting and, oh, that's okay, right? Like, oh, it's all right for me to post. A lot of people mm-hmm. don't want people to post in their group because they're afraid, right? They're afraid that they're going to say something maybe offensive, or maybe they're going to try to get a sale and maybe they sell something just like you and you don't want that to happen. <laughs> but um, you'll end up by yourself in that group if, if you're really closed off to other people. So you just have to find people continually excuse me, continually to come in, um, to speak, to ask questions. And then you do the same thing in their groups. And then you have crossover of people joining the different groups and people are excited to find somebody new. Um, Your new members want to talk. They want to talk first. They want to know what to do and they want to know how they can be a part of it. Nobody has to join anybody's group. They did it by choice. Um, so you need to give them every opportunity that you can. I'm also a big fan of direct communication. Um, when somebody joins my group, I'm going to send them a message and say, hello. It's not a real canned response, but I try to infuse my own personality and everything that I do. Um, and I welcome them in and I say, Hey, you know, what are you doing here? What can I do for you? Um, do you want to collaborate in anything? If that's what they're there to do, then let's make this relationship work for both of us. Right. So I try to think about it like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally relate to that. Like I think as a person who's joined Facebook groups, that first kind of period is critical when you first join, like, are you welcomed? Are you invited to introduce yourself? Um, is there good content to kind of browse? So that's really important to think about. And I love the idea of welcoming people with a non-salesy, like personal message. That's something I hadn't thought about doing. Well, yeah. And again, think about it. When you first join a group, that group shows up in your feed a bunch over the next few days, right? You might have like three, four, five, depending, um, depending on uh, days of a lot of that pushed into your feed. If you don't interact at all with that group, you're not going to see it again, right? It's going to go away. Um, so if you don't have regular activity going on in your group and I go in and I join it, but you're not posting, but nothing's happening, I'm going to think, well, this is a dead group, or I'm going to forget that I joined this group that I was excited about because I never see anything. So you have to be regularly engaging your group, regularly doing different things um, in hopes that it shows up in somebody's feed. But really, your goal should not be to be like stumbled on in somebody's feed, your goal should be to be a destination. Like you want them to bookmark your page in their browser. You want them to have a not page group, but you want them to, um, you know, copy and paste your group address into a spreadsheet document that they regularly go to, to know where they want to visit. 
I mean, that's what I do to groups that I care about. So you can't rely on the algorithm. You have to be a destination. And I think um, whatever work you can put into that it will not be for nothing. So, so interesting and such a great point. But what can you do to make it a destination? Is it like yeah. interesting conversations or going live or um, like what, what makes, what is that like secret sauce? Well, I mean, I, I think that's going to depend on what your, what your purpose and product and offering is, um, what works really well for a mompreneur group right? Will be different than what works well for a a hardcore business marketing group. Um, and somebody who is working on self-care, right? Those things are going to be different, but a combination of video of short posts of long posts, um, polls and humor, all of those things like people in general like and different people like. So as long as you try to like touch them all, um, but you just want to constantly remind people that you're there. If I'm going to do a weekly live video, let's say I do a Friday morning, um, wake up with me, drink coffee. Let's talk about what we're going to do this weekend. Um, kind of live video. There's a lot of people that do that. You should make it an event. You should actually create an event for it. You can have it invite your entire group do that and give them a reminder, give them a reason, um, to come and join you and remind them because we're busy. (laughs) There are so many things Mm -hmm. to do on any given day, especially on Facebook. Um, so we need to remind them that we're there. We need to give them reasons to come and we definitely need to constantly be giving value. Um, a group full of memes does not get, um, Uh, you know, hundreds of people wanting to spend money. They're funny. And I am a big time meme fan, but (laughs) it's not enough, right? I want to not just ask a question, but I want to give answers, right? I'm, I'm in the service industry. I I help people. So I want to give, I want to give information in my group that they couldn't get anywhere else. Make it a place where, you know, Hey, if you join my group, this is where you get this freebie or this is where you get these things. There's no other way for you to do it. You need to come to me and make it like this is a special place to be. And when you bring in guests, right, when you're collaborating with other people mm-hmm. that you know that your customer would like or that at least some of your customers would like, um, that's a draw. It, it makes it like, oh, I can't I can't like not see Lauren's group because, man, she just always has so many good things happening in there. Mm hmm. So good. So interesting. And so strategic, I guess, is the word that's coming to mind. Like I, I've kind of approached my group, which is actually great. And I love, I love your group. I love your group. I do too. Yeah. And I love the people in it and it's, you know, it's new ish and it's Mm -hmm. people participate like, you know, not, not as much as some groups that I'm in, but a lot more than many groups I'm in. So I'm happy with it, but I have not approached it with this sort of like intention and strategy that you're describing. Um, and not strategy as in like, you know, conniving or have an agenda, but like, as in, let me get super crystal clear on like what, what this group has to offer people and really design everything I do around that. Um, I think the point that you made around varying different types of content is such a great point. Um, like long posts, short posts, videos, some funny, some serious. Like, I think that's pretty brilliant. 
Um, and again, not something I've put a lot of conscious thought into. I really hesitate around video. So I've, I don't, I think I've gone live in my group like twice. Um, but I'm feeling encouraged that that would be a good thing to do more often. Um, it's tricky. It's tricky. I want to wear sweats and I want my hair to be a mess and I don't want to put on mascara every day. You know, (laughs) I, I totally agree, but here's the great thing, depending on your group and, and what kind of community you've created, you can be yourself in so many different ways, right? Like your, your Facebook page should be where like your headshots are, but your group can be where real life lives. Um, depending of course on your business and and what exactly it is that you're trying to do. I don't want to say that for, for every business that would work, but I mean, I'm a real person. I'm, I'm married. I've got four kids and two dogs and I don't like housework and you know, (laughs) all of these things, that is who I am. And I, I lead with that. And I have had so many Facebook lives sitting on my bed, hiding from the other humans in my home, having a conversation about a new product that I'm selling. I have had so many of those and they're fine. Like they really are just fine. It it really works. And then there's other videos of me that, um, you know, I've sent out invitations and I have a real plan and I'm doing this and dang, I look good. Right. (laughs) It just, it just depends what I'm trying to do, but it's all of me that attracts people, not just little pieces of me. Mm -hmm. And I can, I can do that in a group. Right. Yeah. Yeah. My wheels are turning. My wheels are turning. Um, how do you, how do you approach content creation for Facebook groups with respect to the other content you're creating? Um, you know, let's say you have an email list and you do Instagram and maybe another social platform. Are you sort of, um, is there overlap? Are you reposting things? Is everything fresh? Is it like I'll repurpose later? So maybe I'll post it on Instagram this week and then two weeks later in the group. Like, how do you approach, I guess, um, I don't know, like uh, creating content efficiently across different platforms? Yeah, I definitely uh, make sure that there's at least a week overlap. Like, I don't want to post anything one day and have something in another group or another place, the same thing within a week. That's for me. Um, unless I'm going like specific holiday or like a really specific time frame where I need to post around things, but I switch up, um, like the caption of what I would do. If I'm posting on Instagram, I'm also going to have hashtags and it's going to be just a little bit different than if I post that on my Facebook group, I'm not going to post hashtags. Hashtags just are not used in the same way on Facebook as they are on Instagram, no matter how much we try to do it, that's just not, that's just not the behavior that people have on Facebook. So, uh, if I post the exact same thing on Instagram onto Facebook, it's known that that is the exact same thing (laughs) because it looks like the same thing. It looks like an Instagram post. Um, so I change up stuff like that. Um, and again, I'm, I'm a little bit more personable in my Facebook group than I am on Instagram because Anybody can find me and see um, everything that I've written on Instagram. Whereas in my Facebook group, there's a little bit more of a barrier of entry, right? So I can be a little bit more personable, um, a little bit more like loosey goosey with my posts. Um, but I really, 
if I have like maybe a topic that I'm working on for the month, um, I'll mix up over all the different platforms what I'm trying to do. Um, but I, I don't copy and paste actually. I don't remember the last time I've done that, like used one post and used it again and used it again. Um, but I do use the same pictures because that's mm-hmm. my Achilles heel. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one picture okay. is hard enough. I cannot do 12. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. Creating content is a lot. It can be a full-time job if we let it be. So it is um, a full-time job. People make good money doing that. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about people who may not want to, or feel like they're a good fit for, or just have the energy for hosting their own Facebook groups. That is not the only way that we can um, see business results and, you know, generate community and connection and all the other things we want to do in our business. We can also do that by participating in other people's Facebook groups. So how would you, how would you advise that someone who's sitting here feeling like, okay, I am convinced that Facebook can be positive for me, but I don't want to host my own group. Where should that person start when it comes to finding groups to join? And like, what do they do when they're in the groups? How do you, I don't know, like subtly sell or, you know, attract? I'm so glad that we're talking about this because I don't know how many times have you heard people or read posts or anything that says um, how to find your ideal client. Well, go into Facebook groups. That's all it says. Mm -hmm. Go into Facebook groups. Um, Yeah. So that one direction sure doesn't tell you anything (laughs) about what to do. So I've actually, I'm looking at it um, on my computer as we're talking. I wrote a list of, okay, what would you do? How would you start to really leverage Facebook groups, other people's groups um, into your own business? And the first thing that I would say, I'm going to give you guys a few steps here. The first thing that you've got to do before you join a group or interact with a group is take a look at your own personal profile and make sure that it's optimized. And we use that word optimize a lot for like SEO and, and different things. But in this case, there's just really like six different things that you want to make sure are done on your profile and look good um, before you start putting yourself out there. And that is one, your profile picture, that main picture of you. I know that a lot of us, well, I would, I think that most of us use Facebook as a way to interact with our friends and our family and, and different people like that. So sometimes our Facebook group, or I'm sorry, our Facebook profile picture and maybe it's you and your spouse, or um, maybe it's, I don't know, your dog. I mean, there's all different things to do. But if you're going to use your your Facebook account, your personal account for um, business, you need to have a good, clear picture of you. Um, so you need to have that done. Your cover photo, it can be just you. It can be you and your family. Um, it can also be a graphic that you create because maybe you really want to use your Facebook um, account for more business-directed things. So just make sure that those look good. Um, and then underneath your um, cover photo, there's a place for a bio. This That hasn't been around for too, too very long. It's up to 101 characters. You could write in um, anything that you want, just like a little blurb about yourself. Um, mine is, is super short, but I, I still, I use the... I use the space that's given to me um, and then make sure that your current employment is filled in. If you, if you own a business that needs to be in there. Um, 
And then it's got a place for you to put in your website or any social links that you've got. Um, make sure that those social links are your business social links if that's what you're trying to attract. Um, so just those six things I believe need to be done before you ever start pushing yourself on Facebook. Because if you're in a group and you're talking, people are clicking on you, period. They're going to click on your mm-hmm. profile and you've got to give them a place, right? Now, <laughs> once you've done that, um, you know, do some searches, do some searches for groups using keywords or topics. Um, if you are trying to attract, we'll go back to this, uh, uh, women, right? You're trying to attract women, um, perhaps body positivity. Think about the types of places that that woman would be in. So maybe we're looking for self-care, um, looking specifically for the words, body positivity, female body positivity, do a search and look for groups. And a ton of them are going to show up because there's a million groups. I mean, probably like a whole lot of million. Um, there's a lot of different groups. Start looking through. You're looking for the descriptions. You want to read them and see what their rooms are, what their groups are about. You want to see what the rules are, uh, what they say about self-promotion, what they say about posting. Um, and then you also want to see the activity. Um, this is where you're going to see uh, how many times somebody's posted in the last 30 days, um, how many new members they've gotten in the last month. Those types of things are all publicly available, no matter if, you're, if your group is private or public. Um, you want to see that because you wouldn't want to join a group that hasn't had any posts in seven days that you know that that's a fairly dead group, right? So think about that. If you have a group, (laughs) people aren't going to join your group if you're not, if you're not active in seven days. So, so note to self, make sure you're not doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, so you're reading those things, you're doing those things, and then you join the group. Uh, when you click to join the group, there's questions that you're going to need to answer. Make sure you actually answer them. Um, don't think maybe they'll let me in without answering it. You're trying to join their group in their space. Um, and you're trying to grow your business, leveraging their work. So come on, we can answer the questions, right? Um, anyways, and then once they finally let you in, which sometimes can be quick and sometimes can take a couple of days. Um, I don't think it's, it's good to let somebody hang for longer than 24 hours because that's just kind of frustrating and you want to join the group when you press the button. But once you get in, then you need to read the announcements Um, watch any welcome video that might be in there and start scrolling. You want to see like, what is this group really about? I know what the description said, but what kind of posts are actually going on in here? Every time I see a new post, is it an admin that's posting or is it other people? Um, And what types of posts do other people put in? You really just want to get a lay of the land. Okay. And when I talked earlier about making sure that you do whatever you can to get other people to post within your group, even if that means inviting in your good friend, Jessica, and say, hey, can you post a couple times a week in my group? Just <laughs> random questions. You know, whatever it is that you need them to do. Um, because again, as a new member, I'm looking in this group and I'm trying to figure out how to behave, right? Um, the first thing that you want to do in a group is not to say, oh, I'm in the group. Okay, let me post. I have got this new uh, Facebook course coming out. And so I'm going to post about it. Hi, my name is Jessica. I am a business coach and I help people, you know, you're not, you're not mm-hmm. doing that, right? Mm-hmm. Think about it. Like if you were invited to a house party 
and you go in and you're like, I really want to get to know these people. I want, I want to expand my, my group of, of friends. I want to, I would, I just want to get to know people and I want them to get to know me. The first thing that you do is not going to be tap dance on their dining room table, right? <laughs> you're not going to do that. You, you wouldn't treat humans in real life like that. So you definitely don't want to treat a Facebook group like that. Um, there's always going to be people who do, and those people aren't well loved, right? <laughs> they're kind of like, maybe they get people here and there, or gosh, maybe they're really effective at that type of marketing. That that's not the way I, um, that's not the way I do business though. I don't think you need to. So anywho, I'm going to learn how the group acts, um, and what the admin, what the admin does. If I don't see any posts by people in the group, but I'm like, man, this is really the place I want to be. I would read the description again, make sure there's nothing written about it. And then I would personally reach out to the admin and I would say, Hey, I'm so glad to be here if they didn't reach out to me, but I would reach out to them and say, I I'm really happy to be here. I was just wondering, is this a place where I could post a question? Is this a place where I could, you know, where you want that or is, and of course they're going to say chances are yes, but they might say, but there's no links and no self-promotion. So that kind of, that was a long way to get to what was your main question. Like, well, how do you get people then to want to do business with you if you're in a group where you can't self-promote? Well, here's an example. Um, I've got a Facebook uh, course coming up. Well, I'm just not going to go into every single business group I'm in and, and post about that and say, Hey, I've got this, come join me. I've actually got a list of questions, um, that I've typed up that I can go into any different Facebook group and pose that, pose that to the room. The same thing with my, like in my Instagram stories, I can write things like, what are some of your favorite Facebook groups or, or, um, what are, what are some of your, um, uh, best tips for joining a Facebook group? Or what, um, what advice would you have for somebody who is, you know, blah, blah, blah. You ask a question and you see what kind of, you see what kind of responses they get. Now there's a a short game and a long game. Um, you can ask really leading questions or say something like, I have got the most wonderful tool available right now for growing your Facebook group. Anybody want in? Let me know below. Like there's, there's those. And then there's just asking a question, um, something that might benefit more than you in the room. And those are just good ways to get conversations going. And then you just never know what's really going to show up within the responses and you just take it response by response. Um, you can friend people. That's not the thing that everybody just loves to do, but you can, um, you could DM people that, that post something, but there's a lot of rules about that in, in some groups. So you really want to know whose house you're in and what they want you to do. Um, but if I write something like, Hey, I've, I, I do Facebook growth, a uh, Facebook group growth. And somebody writes down below. Oh, that's awesome. That's something I'm totally looking for. I've just gotten permission, right? I, I've pretty much just gotten permission to, to reach out, but mm-hmm. in that way, it can be a, it can be a long game because you're really just trying to build up your credibility within a group and with, with the admin, because there may mm-hmm. be rules that they don't enforce with everybody if they like mm-hmm. you. And how many, um, like this sounds like a lot of work. How many groups are you doing this 
in at a time, like simultaneously kind of trying to build your credibility and like add value so that people like see that you have something to offer. How do you sort of like approach that from a schedule standpoint? Is it like, okay, I go in a few times a week to each to these three or four groups or how do you personally approach that or recommend that people approach that? I think exactly like you just said it. I want to be part of somebody's community because that actually matters to me. I want, I want to find my tribe everywhere I go. (laughs) I don't want to just, um, you know, throw up a sign and leave. That's not actually what I, what I want to do. I like to get value and learn everywhere I go. And if I was in 50 groups trying to post like this, there's just no way, there's just no way that I could do that. Um, like right now, I'm going into groups, dropping different questions, but I'm not going in to multiple groups on the same day and dropping the same question. Um, I drop right. different questions, right? I, because there's a lot of us that are in the same places. And when you mm-hmm. see the same, you're like, wait, did I just hear that? Did I just see that? Right. Um, so I, I vary that up and, and I can do that because I've, I've already got a big old type list of questions. I have that. I have that already for me. And I kind of like spreadsheets. So I have a spreadsheet. Um, (laughs) I've got a Google doc that, that tells me what groups I'm in. And because Facebook, it's not, it's not always easy to find the groups that you want to be in. Um, so I've got a, I've got a spreadsheet that lists the groups. Um, and if I know certain rules, it tells me. And if there are like in a lot of groups that don't allow self-promotion, they still have like a post maybe every week that they put up that you can post about yourself in. So Mm -hmm. I try to note that on that spreadsheet. And then, you know, you really, it really doesn't need to take much time. You could probably spend a good hour just doing some research on groups um, or like learning about, learning about groups, uh, the groups you want to join. And then, I mean, you could, you could do, you could do this in 15 minutes, a few days a week and just, drop again, those questions or quickly go through and look for somebody else that's looking for engagement and help them because they're helping you. Mm-hmm. Mm. There's so much to it. I love, I, this has been so interesting. There um, is an, it's for everybody. That's the thing, right? Is you don't have to, you can do both. You can, you can have a group and you can work in other people's groups or you could do one or the other. But I tell you what, if you've got a group and you want people to help you, then get up and help them too. Right. right. Totally. We, we all know that people are trying to sell us things and we all know because we're doing it too. <laughs> so people are going to tell us, no, we can tell them, no, it's okay. It's okay. Mm-hmm. We can support each other and not feel that we need to spend our life savings everywhere we go. Right. Yeah. And I guess my final Facebook group related question that I want to pick your brain on is, I think there might be some product-based business owners who are like, okay, I get how this all works in terms of like engaging in other people's groups. If I am a service provider, like I'm sharing my expertise in marketing or I'm sharing my expertise in productivity tips, like whatever it is, or I'm a life coach, but how does it work as a small business owner who sells products? Like let's use the example of a jewelry maker what kinds of things is this person like what kinds of threads am I going to post about or, you know, does that make yeah. sense? 
It, no, it totally makes sense. So like somebody who is selling jewelry is probably selling it to a woman. Um, she's probably cares something about the way that she looks or presents herself. Um, and so think about all the different topics around that. I mean, something like jewelry, you can go like, like, like super close to it. Like these are the different lengths of necklace chains, right? <laughs> There's things mm-hmm. like that, but also like jewelry trends and, um, you know, something that, but what, what clothes go good with what things you could bring in like guest experts that talk about fashion or that talk about colors or that talk about, you know, mix and matching like different metals or, you know, any of those types of things are, are all the, the types of um, topics that are in the life of somebody who's making a decision about what jewelry to buy. I think that Facebook groups are, are all about breadcrumbs, right? Like breadcrumbs that lead you to the sale. You can have any business have a Facebook group, um, but some may require a lot more breadcrumbs than others. Mm -hmm. Your goal is to have as short of trail as possible. So you want to stick as close to that purpose, as close to that product as you can. But somebody who's trying to sell jewelry, there is no reason why they can't partner with somebody who sells or who talks about something like body positivity. I mean, those seem different, Mm -hmm. but women care about those same things, right? Right. Or I like to showcase people in my group. For example, I do a big um, 12 days of Christmas every year. I don't do it on December 1st because I find that a lot of companies do it on December 1st. Um, So I usually push it out a week and every day I do a giveaway. Um, It requires a lot of, um, uh, participation. And so I get a ton of engagement during those 12 days and, um, there's a giveaway each day and then a big grand prize at the end. If they have entered every day, they're entered into something, right? Well, Mm -hmm. I use people from my group as the giveaways. So for instance, if you are in my group and let's say you sold um, nail products, um, I would get that nail product from you to give away. But you know what I do? I don't make them give it to me. I actually buy it from them um, Mm -hmm. because I want to support, I want to support those businesses in my group as well. And so I'll reach out and say, Hey, I want to give, I want to give a skincare product to somebody on such and such day. Um, Can we make sure that we can make that arrangement? Blah, blah, blah. It works so well. And I get such massive engagement from doing that particular, um, that particular campaign. I do it every year and it works really well. I bring other people in every single giveaway people are interested in. And it's, it's, you know, very little of it is actually my, my product. Mm-hmm. So that was me. That was me when I was selling, when I was selling a physical product and I was selling women's clothing, that's what I did. There's so many things that women buy and that they use. There's, there's just a ton of giveaways you can do. So good. So many ideas. Okay. I am going to start to transition because I will just keep picking your brain until the end of time. Otherwise, but <laughs> that's the best I'm, part about being a podcast host, man. Well, that's a, such totally. a smart idea. <laughs> totally. I'm like, what do I want to learn about? Yes. Okay, so much. Um, okay. So I'm sure that some of the listeners are going to want to learn more about you and what you have to offer. Um, I personally would love for you to share about your upcoming course. I know you also have a challenge that leads into the course where you could 
do the challenge and join the course or not, but like the challenge is a way to get started. Um, and then you also have a group of your own. So I would love for you to share those things with me and the audience so that people can, can get to know you better. Yeah, thanks. So just find me at jessicairwin.com and that's Irwin with an E. Um, if you go there, you'll, you'll see the courses, you'll, you'll see the challenge. So you'll be able to find and sign up from there. Um, and my Facebook group is called Purpose, Passion and Profit with Jesse. And it's, it's that simple. And, and it's a, it's a nice group. And, um, I would say it's a hundred percent women. Well, not a hundred percent. Cause my husband is in there as an alternate, admin. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody else it's women. And we talk about those things that matter and, and building businesses. Yes. But trying to live a life with again, purpose and passion, I think, um, I think is central to, to being happy. So yeah, those, that's my group and, and that's my website and you can find me through all social channels, which is at Jessica Irwin. Awesome. 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 Um, I will make sure those are linked. Um, I have a couple of wrap up questions for you. One is how do you approach doing good through your small business? Besides I regularly donate to, um, women and children's charities. Um, it's something that's really important to me here. I live in the Salt Lake city area. There's a pretty good concentration of um, refugees as well. And, um, there's a lot of mentoring opportunities available to some of these women who come from places that, um, women generally are a step behind, right? They, they walk a step behind and, um, there's so many more opportunities here than in the places that they came from. Um, and I'm working to be more involved in that. And I also, I, I love working with, with women who are trying to start businesses who, who can't afford somebody like me on the regular, right? Somebody to afford to have a one-on-one coach is just not in many people's, um, you know, regular budget. And so I, I often work, um, with people in a pro bono kind of way, um, because it matters. You, you shouldn't have to choose between buying an outfit for yourself so that your clothes fit to buying, um, paying for ballet lessons for your, for your daughter, right? We should, Mm -hmm. we should be able to think of ourselves, um, as well. So yeah, I work on those things. Yeah. Um, um, what is one small business that you admire? Oh, there's so many. My heart, my heart belongs to brick and mortar businesses in general, mm-hmm. like, and that the efforts that it takes and the risk, um, and putting it all out there. I, I used to own a restaurant, <laughs> totally random. Um, and my heart broke for restaurants, uh, over the last year and a half and what the pandemic and all the different shutdowns did to them. Um, so I just, I try to support every local place that I can. And I, I really try to put my money where my heart is when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. And every time I can, every time I can spend money direct, directly with them, I will. I love that. Yeah. We vote with our dollars. So that's we do great reminder. Um, what is one book you would recommend? Hmm. Well, I love atomic habits. That's a fantastic book, uh, just about developing great habits and, um, little, little tiny bit by little tiny, tiny bit, um, and how that can create big change. I don't, you don't even have to be interested in business to really like that book. I, I have a friend who paid her children to read it. So 
Oh my gosh. That's yeah, it's a summer project. She's like, 50 bucks, 50 bucks. Just read it. Oh my gosh. That is yeah. amazing. So I say oh Atomic Habits. If you haven't read it, you need to read it. Okay. I actually haven't. I used to read mm. James Clear's blog. And yeah. so I've kind of felt like, oh, like I have a good sense of what this is going to be about. But it has been recommended so many times that I just need to get my act together because there's so many good nuggets. Right. It's it's just full of gems. And I read so many books in that genre um, that they all kind of like flow together. But I, I so I've taken to listening to a lot on on Audible so that I can do that no matter where I'm at. And I'm just I'm just always happy to re-remember something, right? So Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, well, actually, I can say this because by the time this episode will come out, it will be public knowledge. Um, we are starting a making good book club. And so Ooh. there's going to be a book club or a book club, a book selected for each month. And um, yeah, there's a couple of books starting out, but Atomic Habits is on that list. So um, I would say probably in the early in the year somewhere, we're going to be doing that one. So very exciting. That's, that's super exciting. You know, there's another one that I really like, um, Effortless. And that's a hmm. new book by um, an author who also, uh, who also wrote Essentialism. Oh, um, Greg McEwen. Yes. Yes. And Effortless is his new book. Uh, just came out okay. a couple months ago. Um, both of those books are fantastic. Yeah. So awesome. I could talk awesome. books for five years. <laughs> oh man, me too. Yeah. Great. I've read Essentialism. I resist it immensely because I always want to do a million things, but I know, <laughs> I know the concept is really powerful, um, but I have not really heard much about Effortless. So great, great recommendations. Thank you. Um, Jessica, thank you so much for this, for like this personal, uh, Facebook group coaching session, um, which I'm excited to be able to share with all the listeners. I think this is a huge opportunity for so many people. Um, you've already mentioned a little bit your, your Facebook group and your website. Could you just repeat those again for anyone listening? Um, and again, those will be in the show notes, but just in case someone wants to go right now, straight away. Um, could you let, let people know where to find you? Absolutely. It's Jessica Irwin, E-R-W-I-N.com. And then my Facebook group, if you just do a search for purpose, passion, and profit with Jesse, you'll get me. And everybody who's listening, everybody who's listening, if you're not in Lauren's group, you, you need to be in that group as well. I know you, I know you mention it in this show, but it's a good one. So use that as an example of, of showing up and, um, knowing what to post and, um, you know, really being consistent. And I, and I, you really are. So you're, you're a good one for people to, to look at modeling their groups. Even oh, though you're not as strategic you. as you think you could be, it's <laughs> if that's not strategy, it's done really well. I mean, there's some strategy, but it's not yeah. ever been something I took like that seriously. Um, mostly, I just wanted a place for people who listen to the podcast to be able to kind of gather. So, um, but yeah, I think I think this conversation has given me so many ideas on ways that I can add more value and, you know, make it more engaging. So yeah, but this has been really a great one and I'm super excited to learn more about your course. Um, thank you so much for just 
Thanks. As you always are so generous with your knowledge um, and your expertise, you never hold anything back. So I'm really grateful for you for sharing all that with us. And um, yeah, looking forward to learning more about your program. Thank you. Thank you again for having me. Jessica, thank you so much for sharing all of your expertise on Facebook groups in this episode. I learned so much and I can't wait for everyone to hear this one. You can get all of the details from this episode at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 107. Now, one more thing. Jessica has an amazing free offer for all Making Good Happen listeners. She's offering our community a free 30-minute chat on how a Facebook group or online community can fit into your overall business strategy and then offer any tips or specific advice on your community. This will be a value-packed conversation, not a sales call. I hope you will take her up on this ridiculously amazing offer. Head to jessicairwin.com slash making good or check the link in the show notes. I know Jessica and I would both love to hear from you on Instagram. You can find Jessica at I am Jessica Irwin. That's Irwin with E-R-W-I-N. And I'm at Lauren Tilden. That's L-A-U-R-E-N-T-I-L-D-E-N. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love to have your support. Here are three ways you can support making good. One, I would so love for you to leave a rating and review in your favorite podcast player. Two, if you have a friend you think would enjoy this podcast, send them the link. And three, I would love for you to take a screenshot of your podcast player while you're listening and tag me on Instagram at Lauren Tilden. Before I wrap up, I also want to remind you that if you want all the details first about when the doors to my membership for small business owners opens up, sign up at makinggoodpodcast.com slash waitlist. Thank you for being here and for focusing on making a difference with your small business. Talk to you next time.